Welcome to Served Neat. I'm your host, Jen Hartman. I am wildly obsessed with marketing, sales, business, and the bottom line. I left corporate America with $3,000 in my bank account and a dream of becoming a successful entrepreneur. In the last two years, I grew my marketing consultancy to multiple six figures, worked with over 160 CEOs, and even started my very own fashion brand. In this podcast, I'll be serving up my best kept secrets to help you grow and scale your business. Each week, you'll hear from myself along with other entrepreneurs. You'll learn about what it actually takes to grow a brand, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Pour yourself a glass of bourbon and get ready to take notes because it is time to dive into this week's episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Helen Morrison, fifth generation female founder and face of Brownies. I discovered Brownies two months ago when I was searching for Botox alternatives. I discovered Brownies on TikTok. The results from their facial patches were just unreal. I knew I had to purchase them to test them out myself. And in just one night, the fine line I had on my forehead was gone. I now recommend brownies to all of my friends. The brand has been around since 1889 and their products have been used by tons of celebrities. In today's conversation with Helen, you'll hear her talk about the history of the brand, which digital marketing strategies took them to the next level, an Instagram hack that will improve customer service, how they've amassed nearly 200,000 followers on TikTok, and a pretty hilarious story about their most viral video. All right, let's get into it. Hey, Helen, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. I am so excited to have you on this episode of Serve Me. I know that my audience is going to just love this episode. So let's get into it. Brownies patches are my absolute favorite beauty product. Like I had mentioned before we started recording, I've been using them for about two months and they have made the biggest difference for my skin. I just, I love the product. I truly wasn't ready for Botox at 28 years old, so this has been a really good injection-free alternative. Can you walk us through the history of Frownies and the science behind the product for my listeners? Absolutely. So I'll try to give you the short version of the history, Um, but basically my great-great-grandmother invented Frownies in 1889. Um, I believe her daughter, so that'd be my great-grandmother, was a concert pianist and a model. And that's kind of how Frownies got popularized. I think um, my great-great-grandmother, she invented them when she was like in her 30s. Obviously, you know, just women, I guess, for centuries have been looking for, you know, beauty products and things to smooth their wrinkles and maintain great skin and things like that. So she came up with the idea in her attic and would just make them at home for herself. Um, And like I said, once she had a daughter who was in modeling and she was a concert pianist and she played for like presidents and so so she's pretty big deal with the piano and um just the circles they were in with the modeling they started asking what it was that she and her mom were doing for their skin um just because they look so great and so they started sharing about frownies um in those beauty circles and essentially frownies was spread pretty much word of mouth for over a hundred years and during that time 
you know, it was always called Hollywood's beauty secret. Um, brownies were featured in like Life magazine in the 1930s, showing like a uh, young, like actress school and they're wearing their frownies and they're doing their exercises and, you know, so just funny things like that. Um, and I know that the Kennedy women, I believe, used frownies and then because they were going overseas and different ambassador type things like that um they shared frownies around the world and so frownies was in france and russia and things like that well before probably anybody listening ever heard of frownies and a lot of people say this has been around so long how come i've never heard about it um and essentially not until tiktok and instagram did women like get online and show their face with no makeup and show the real side you know for i think back in history women were kind of always trying to present that flawless image and so things like brownies were kept secret um i lo a lot of times if i speak to makeup artists and things they say oh yeah i've heard about brownies for years because it really was a hollywood beauty secret and um back in the day early 1900s even there were quite a few movies older movies that featured brownies and actresses in the movies, like getting up out of bed with a frownie on, you know, it's not mentioned, but you just saw it. Um, and then there have been a lot of older Hollywood stars and actresses who've written books and featured frownies as their beauty secret. Because, you know, Botox wasn't even uh, approved for beauty or like aesthetic look type things until around 2000. You know, it had been used um, like in medical but not for cosmetic and so women were looking to do something and so that is kind of the thing that a lot of hollywood stars shared so anyhow it was passed from my great grandmother or my great great grandmother onto my grandmother she actually my great great grandmother stayed involved until she was like in her 80s um and so then my grandmother took over my entire life my grandmother ran the business just her and another older lady who helped with you know packaging and stuff um and bookkeeping and it was just a little small hole in the wall family business um you know people would order and send in their check to they'd write a letter send checks and and they'd send the order out or they send an invoice if somebody wrote a letter asking for brownies you know so just kind of very mom and pop um in 2000 the company kind of took a jump up because renee rousseau was turning 40 that year she's a you know a hollywood actress and in Good Housekeeping Magazine, they did this whole spread about her that was like fabulous over 40, Renee Rousseau, all of her favorite things. And her favorite beauty product was brownies. And we had no idea at the time that she was using brownies. We had no idea she was going to talk about it. And the amount of, you know, marketing dollars that would have cost at the time, we probably wouldn't have done it. Um, so they, they had this like two or three page spread talking all about brownies. They had our website and our phone number. And um, my parents were actually at my graduation out of town and they, my grandmother called them and was like, the phone's ringing off the hook. I don't know what, because normally I always worked there in the summer, like in high school. And um, the phone would ring once or twice a day, maybe. And she was like, the phone just keeps ringing. And my parents said, ask them the next person who calls, like start asking, where are you hearing about it? So then we found out really quickly, Good Housekeeping Magazine. Um, and right about that time, Botox, like I said, became uh, approved for cosmetic and because of like that little mini explosion in business uh, we had a lot of magazines reaching out wanting to do comparison articles between brownies and botox and so there was kind of like a new the company just kind of jumped to a new level 
and there was a lot more awareness um, because of that. My parents came in and took over, so my mom started running the business. She actually was a naturopath and very much into wellness and natural skincare, and so she created the skincare line that we have um, because she never really found anything that like fit her standard, and so that that kind of became birthed out of all of that. Um, and then in 2020, I got involved and my background for the pe previous six years, six years prior to that, I was heavily involved in social media and just learning a lot about that. And so I came on to kind of be the face of brownies and to dive into all of our like digital marketing kind of aspect and um you know as you know from finding us on tiktok basically at the beginning of 2021 it was around about january 2021 i had known okay we need to be on tiktok but i just don't want to um so we jumped in there and it, it exploded and so here we are now um, my mom is still the ceo of the company and i just kind of do all of the marketing i really wear a lot of hats content creation you know all the things so here we are. Wow. What a story. What a rich history too. I had no idea how many celebrities were using frownies throughout the years and how it was a secret for so long. And then as more and more women were talking about their beauty routines and showing their face without makeup, like how frownies really came to light and, and grew in popular popularity. So very, very cool. Thank you for sharing. You already kind of touched on this, but what marketing strategies have you tried this year that have produced really great results? And what have you tried that did not go so well? Um, you know, honestly, I, at the time that I came on, um, we had an Instagram and a Facebook, but you know, they're really it, looking at it. And, and that's kind of why I got involved looking at it as someone who was in social media. I was like, our social media sucks. <laughs> like we need to do something, you know? Um, and so first of all, primarily the, the number one thing that I focused on is growing on Instagram and TikTok. And, um, since coming in, I think we were, just about at 10,000 followers. And now we're like 115,000 on Instagram. And then on um, TikTok, we had nothing. And I, I mean, we started the account and I think within the first six months, really primarily that was the growth up to almost 200,000. And that really and truly the organic growth on Instagram and TikTok has been our number one source of marketing. And we do run ads, um, not on TikTok, but we run ads obviously everywhere. And and the ad spend, you know, that's always, uh, you, you gotta do that and it's effective, but it's kind of like what we had always done. The biggest thing really has been creating um, brand awareness and, and creating a brand and a community via social media. And honestly, particularly Instagram, I think TikTok is kind of like the place for organic, organic cold market traffic and then Instagram is like where we really have captured a community of people who are extremely engaged and invested in brownies and then just I feel like it's so important your interaction with customers and so I have approached the brownies account not like a business but like it's me personal like this is you and me and we're gonna like learn how to use this product 
like I did on my own personal social media ever before getting involved with brownies. I don't want it to feel like a business because for me, well, yeah, I mean, I guess it is a business. I, I love connecting with people online. I love interacting with people online and I genuinely absolutely am obsessed with brownies and our, all of our products as well. And I, you know, we have some products that I barely ever talk about and that's because I don't really use them. And if I don't use it and love it, I can't talk about it. I can't be genuine. And so, you know, because of that, I feel like it's like, oh, here I am. Like, you want to be my best friend and I'll tell you all about brownies. And that's really been this, the sticking point. I feel like people not only love the products, they love the experience. And that to me is the best that's been the best thing for our marketing because people who are in love with it now, like we don't have an affiliate program or an influencer program. Um, we don't really use influencers per se. Um, we have like a rewards program on our website that anybody can get involved in, but it's like, um, you know, you can give your friend $10 off their first $50 purchase and then you get a $10 product credit. So it's not, you know, that's not truly like an affiliate program. And we don't reach out and pay influencers to talk about brownies. We don't do paid posts and sponsorships because for me in the past, before I came on, I think they did a little bit of that and it was never effective, but I only want people who genuinely love brownies to be the one sharing. I don't want you to make a post because I paid you to, and you have to, it's just never as authentic or believable. And I think the beauty of influencers and the shift towards this influencer marketing is that people want to know genuinely, can I trust this product? Do you actually believe in this product? And when it's just a paid post, it's, I mean, and I know that that's, I know you've got to do that and that there's a, there's a place for that for some brands, but I think for us with the longevity in our company, um, it's just different. And Frownies is a very scroll stopping product. It's, at first, if you've never heard of it, it's like, what? So you, and I think that works in our favor. You're scrolling through and then you see these weird brown patches on someone's face. It's like, what? And then you see the incredible results. And then it's like, I need to know more about this. And then you hear that it's 130 years old. Well, now you don't really need an influencer to say, oh yeah, I love this new product. Because it's like, well, clearly it works. It's 130 years old, you know? So we are in a unique position as far as what we can do marketing wise and what we don't have to do marketing wise. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I guess in a lot of ways, I've just steered away from doing anything I don't think won't work. And for me, so we haven't really tried things that don't work. Um, I, I will say uh, I sort of dabbled on Snapchat. That didn't work, <laughs> but <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I forgot about Snapchat. I'm not going to lie. Um, I had it in yeah. high school. I had it in college for a hot minute and then I deleted it. And so I totally forgot that it even existed. So thanks for yeah. sharing that one. But the one thing that I really like, and you kind of touched on it, you talked about talking to customers and just being involved. And the one thing I really like about you guys is if you message brownies, you message back, you literally send right. a voice note. And so I'm like, anytime I think about brownies, I think about you. And when I buy brownies, I think, I'm supporting her. I'm supporting her family. Like I, I really like that experience. When you message a lot of yeah. product-based businesses, you don't typically get that interaction. You no. get a, you get an intern, you get a social media manager, you get their agency. So I think that yes. is so freaking cool about brownies. And I just, I love that. 
And I want to touch on the influencer marketing thing as well, because I'm very big into like the influencer game. I've been working in influencer marketing even before people knew what influencers were. But I agree. I don't like paid posts. I've never liked paid posts because as a consumer, I'm like, okay, so they're getting paid to talk about a product and they're only talking about it because they're getting right. paid for it. Like right. instantly it, it breaks trust with the audience, in my opinion, as a consumer. And I do think that the influencer market is going to change because of that. I think a lot of consumers are starting to see through that. They don't like that influencers promote everything and anything just to yeah. get a paycheck. So I do think we're going to see things change, but I agree. Like I have, a, I have another business, a product-based business. I only want to work with influencers who want to buy the product and promote it for right. free. I don't want to have to pay you to talk about my product. And you guys have such a cool product that you don't need to pay people. There's no need to pay people. You have plenty of customers who are just posting about the product very organically. And I will say, so while we don't have an influencer program, I will tell you, we do have probably about maybe five or six people who I have given them a code to share and it gives their audience 10% off. And then they do get 10% back if it's over a certain amount of sales per month. But the, the way that they got set up is that it was like, okay, I'm literally seeing this person talk about brownies all the time. And I, and like, we have a few whose following is very small. Like one of our girls actually who makes the most money, she's an older lady. Um, she has an account. I don't know, maybe less than 1500 people. She makes the most money. She gets a check every month, but I reached out to her and I was just like, Hey, I just really appreciate that you talk about brownies all the time, nonstop. So just as a thank you, here's this code. And if you want to talk about it and use your code, great. If you don't, you, there's no agreement. Like you have to talk about this, you know, it's like, but it, for me, it was like, okay, enough is enough. You, 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 you are, you deserve something back. And a lot of times too, I will tell you, like I've had influencers, particularly on TikTok where a random influencer who has a large following has talked about brownies and their post blew up and had over a million views. I usually do reach out and say, I really appreciate what you've done. I'm going to send you a package of all of our products. Is there something specific that you want to try? You know, so I'm not trying to be like, I'm not paying people to talk about brownies. You know, it's not like that. It's just that I genuinely want it to be authentic. And um, then there are some other accounts, like there's an account, um, tod Busy Toddlers or something. She's extremely popular amongst moms. And she has 2 million followers and she has posted about brownies just a few times in her stories. And every time she does, you can see in our sales directly an extremely high spike that next 24 hours while her story is up. And again, like for someone like her, I reached out and I just was like, Hey, you know, I just want to say, thank you. It means a lot to us. It makes a big difference for us. It, do you even want a code? Like you don't have to talk about it, but do you want to code? And a lot of times those people will say, no, my followers know that I don't, you know, ever officially represent anything. So I'm going to keep talking about it because I love it. And I'm like, awesome. That's great. And it works for me. I just feel like I should offer you this because you have a platform that's 2 million followers. Like clearly you deserve to be compensated for what you're doing. And they, they're like, no, nah, we're good. So, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where I, I just, there's been a few people who I'm like, okay, I just really appreciate you. Here you go. Um, and then, you know, sometimes they talk about it and sometimes they don't, and it is what it is. And it's an easy way 
for customers as well to get a discount because we don't do a ton of sales because we try to keep our prices really low and just keep things simple. Um, so that is an opportunity to be like, okay, well, you know, 10% off, like, okay, great. Like that's fine. We'll give 10% off, you know? So we do have a few people who have done that, but there's not like an official program. And I generally, if somebody reaches out, I'm like, no, like we don't really do that, but, um, I'll give you recommendations on what products you want to try. And I'll give you a, like an initial discount code if you'd like. Um, and then if you talk about it and you love it, great. If you don't, great. And generally most people reply back and they, they actually want to use the product. So then they do, and then they talk about it anyway, you know? So, um, for us, like I said, authenticity is huge. Um, and the other thing with brownies is that if you don't, you have to want it to work because it's not, it's not simple. I mean, it is once you get the hang of it, but you're really adding a whole nother thing to your routine. And, you know, at night, you really rather just get in bed and not do your skincare and put your brownies on, you know, so someone has to want to use it for their themselves in order for them to even try it enough to know what it can do. Because if somebody just does it one time and they don't do it right, they're not going to get results. And then their, their review of the product is going to be bad. So it's like, that doesn't work, you know? So anyway. Wow. 100%. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. There were so many gold nuggets in there. While we're on the topic of marketing, let's talk about TikTok. So you are a short form video content queen. I'm obsessed with your TikToks. Can you give my listeners your best tips to creating scroll stopping content? Well, I think that it just helps to practice for sure. Um, Because the more that you stare at yourself talking, the more normal it becomes. And it doesn't just feel like you're talking to no one, you know? Um, so I think for me, I, I have always been relatively comfortable with public speaking, like speech class in high school. I was great. Like that was my thing. But at the same time, I remember when I first started in social media and people were like, Oh, you're such a natural on camera. I look back at those videos now and I'm like, Oh my goodness, I was horrible. So, you know, practice for, for everyone is only going to make you better. And I mean, honestly, even I look back at my TikToks from when I first started in 2021 on TikTok and I'm like, ugh, like I could have done so much better. Like, I don't want to reuse that content because now it's so much better, you know? So, um, I, I, this is a funny thing, but I honestly feel like one thing that helped me a ton. I don't know if you've ever heard of the app Marco Polo. Yep. Okay. Well, I really feel like Marco Polo was something that helped me so much at getting really comfortable on camera because I, um, I like have done a ton of Marco Polos with just friends one-on-one, but I was doing a lot of coaching, um, like nutrition and fitness. I I have a background. I've been teaching yoga for like 14 years. So I was doing a lot of nutrition and fitness coaching and I would use Marco Polo to talk to my clients. So on Marco Polo, if you've ever, if you've never tried it or those listening have never tried it, basically it's like FaceTime of text. So you only see your own face, you open the app, you hit go, and you just start talking to that person. Like you're having a conversation with them. And then the nice thing is like, they'll open it and they can listen to it on their own time when they're able, and then they can respond whenever, and then you get yours back. And so it's a way to talk back and forth with video. And so I just got so comfortable 
all day long talking on Marco Polo to people and that you're looking at yourself and then you start to learn like, oh, I should smile when I'm talking and I should, you know, like where to, because sometimes people, when they first get on Marco Polo to respond back to me, they're like holding the camera down at their chin or like, just like double chin, like awful, you know, and then they're like staring off in the distance and they're not looking at themselves. And so that honestly helped me get really comfortable looking in my eyes, talking to my own face. Um, and then for the person watching, it feels like you're talking to them, you know? Um, and I think that, you know, the thing that's nice about Marco Polo too, is that it's conversation. So it's not like practicing being on video when you don't know what to say. You know, it's like, oh, hey, like I would get on video with Marco Polo with my mom friends and I'm just like telling them all about what my kids did that day. And so it's a really natural way just to get comfortable staring at yourself and talking. Um, so, I mean, that was, that's definitely one thing that was huge. And then the other thing, honestly, too, is it's just go for it and post it and see what happens because truly there are days where I'm like, oh man, I didn't get any content out today. And I have like my under eye gels on at the end of the night and I grab my phone and I'm like, all right, I got my under eye gels on and I'm just going to show you. And then that video gets a million views. And I thought like, that was the worst video ever. I looked terrible. I had no makeup on. My hair is like greasy, but it's real. And you just have to be willing to put yourself out there. Just throw it out there. And the worst thing that happens is nobody watches it, but who cares, you know? <laughs> so you just, you just truly never know. It's just, you've got to put it all out there. And then as you do that, you start to see what works for me, what kinds of videos do well for me with my personality, what kinds of things are people responding to? It's just one big giant experiment that you have to kind of analyze and then take away like, oh, okay, that that's what I need to do more of, you know, so. And it's always changing too. So that's why you just have to be willing to throw it out there and you never know what what's gonna hit. The biggest thing is just consistency. Yep, exactly. All really great tips, especially in building confidence in front of the camera. So I have to ask you a question. I didn't include it on our question sheet, but I have to know, what have your top performing TikToks been? Oh, okay. Oddly enough, the very first TikTok that was viral early on in the first few months. And I think now it's at like 2.3 million views. It was um, a TikTok about me. We got a letter from John Wayne's wife. Her name is Pilar Wayne. She's in her nineties now. Um, now my mom, she reached out to me and she's like, we got a letter from John Wayne's wife. And she said, Pillar Wayne. And I don't know who she is, right? And she, my mom's just like, we got this letter. And she's like, I'm sending it to you. She sends me the letter and it's a, a, a handwritten letter with her letterhead. You know, she's 90 years old and she writes like, I've used brownies since, you know, I was really young. And now the store in my area where I bought them doesn't sell them anymore. You know, how can I order some brownies? Handwritten letter, okay? And so I, re I called her. And I was like, oh, you know, I had the converse, this conversation. She answered her own phone, you know. I had this whole conversation with her and basically we sent her a bunch of brownies for free. Then I made a TikTok video about it and I think I green screened and I had the letter behind me. Well, the reason that the video blew up was because I said, 
Pillar Wayne, John Wayne's wife. Now, I've never heard the name prior to this, this moment. I had never heard the name Pilar. And quite frankly, when I looked at her name, P-I-L-A-R, I thought, it doesn't look like Pillar to me. Like if no one had ever said, this is Pillar Wayne, I would have never read it as Pillar. But my mom said, Pillar Wayne made this, wrote this letter. So I was like, okay, great. Pillar Wayne, literally, I mean, hundreds of thousands of comments saying, you pronounced it wrong. It's Pilar. My name is Pilar. You butchered it. Uh, my name is Pilar. My cousin's name is Pilar. I'm Pilar. And I'm pretty sure that the Instagram or the TikTok algorithm found every Pilar on TikTok on the planet. And they all commented hatefully on the video. That's the wrong way to say it. And I replied to thousands of comments saying, I'm so sorry. Thank you for correcting me. Now I know better. When I really wanted to say, mom, what in the world? Why did you tell me her name was Pillar? Like, I'm thinking she's from my mom's generation. Like my mom would know who it is. I don't know who it is, Pillar Wayne, whatever. And so that was one of the most viral TikToks. Now, even though there were so many people angry commenting at me, our sales went through the roof. So the point is sometimes things that go viral are because of mistakes or something confusing or something strange in the video that has nothing to do with the video. Um, but what happens is when you have something go viral, so many people see it that there are also people who, who are actually interested in the content. They're actually interested in, your, in what you're talking about and you're getting your name out there. So it was a little brutal for like weeks replying to all these people, but the sales were insane. Um, and then oddly enough, another viral video was a duet with an influencer. Um, she posted about brownies randomly. Uh, it was right after that Pilar Wayne viral video. She was like, and it's hilarious. And she's cussing up a storm and she's like this very edgy, you know, probably her and I couldn't be more opposite as far as our content and branding, but I like, she's just so funny. You can't help but watch. And she's got brownies like all over her face and hers like blew up. And so I reached out, I was like, Hey, I really appreciate it. Here's a 10% off like link you can share. So she made another video and I duetted her and that one had over 6 million views. And again, it was just very random and her style like she's like using the F word and you know, all these things that I was like, whatever. And I'm just watching her talk about brownies. And that was, like I said, one of our most viral. Um, and then the, I would say the next one, there were two that were just literally, I grabbed my phone at the last second, right before going to bed, like crap, I haven't posted today. And I just was like, here I am the end. And then they went viral and, um, then I think there's a few videos where I have it on like fast speed, like fast forward. And I'm just like putting the brownies on really fast. And again, I'm just like, I got to get content out there. So I'm not even talking. There's nothing. I just use like a sound posted it and you know, a million views or whatever. So, and then I would say the last thing is as far as viral content, if I say something controversial or I talked about Botox and my face, I've had a lot of videos go very viral from haters. Like, I mean, the haters who want to bring me down are really just promoting my business. Um, so many comments of like hateful people, like 
why would I want to look like you? You look terrible. You look 57. Your eyebrows are crooked. You know, you clearly have Botox. You're such a liar. You should be sued. You know, stuff that's just like, are you serious? But then those videos you have, then you have people like arguing with each other in the comments and they're just like engagement, 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 engagement. You know, there's like comment threads 60 deep of two people arguing back and forth about one person thinking I look hideous and I have Botox and the other person defending me. And, you know, so it's like TikTok is the wild, wild west. It's so bizarre. And that's the reason why I would say you have to post consistently because there will randomly be something not even that you thought of or that was great about your video that the crazies on TikTok will grab onto and then just go nuts and your video blows up. But while it's blowing up, everyone's hearing about brownies. And that's the important part. So <laughs> it's funny how like sometimes the least curated videos get the most views. Absolutely. Particularly on TikTok for sure. Yeah. People love like realness on TikTok. Yes. Well, Instagram, I still find that Instagram is a little bit more curated, but yeah, that's why I like TikTok. It's like natural, it's real, it's authentic. And I feel like that's probably why Brownies does incredibly well on that platform. So you touched on it a little bit already, but I was looking through some of the comments on your TikTok videos and some people just have hateful things to say and people are rude and you know, whatever, won't get into it. Um, I don't know why people could possibly hate on patches that literally get rid of wrinkles. How do you handle the negative comments? Do they get to you? Do you handle it really well? I know that you turn some of those comments into really great videos, but tell us more. Well, I'll tell you on TikTok and Instagram and, and more so there will generally be more hateful comments on TikTok than on our Instagram account. Um, on TikTok and Instagram, on the organic videos that are not sponsored or, or ads, um, that doesn't bother me all that much unless, and I respond to every single comment. So even if somebody says something awful, you know, I might just like, you know, I'm so sorry you feel that way or whatever, just something to be like, yeah, I saw what you said. <laughs> um, for the most part, it doesn't bother me because a lot of it is so outlandish. Like when somebody tells me I look 57, I'm like, no, I don't. You know, and in the same token, as much as there are haters and like people tend to notice that more, honestly, far and above, there are people who are so supportive, so incredible, so excited about brownies. Like there's so much positivity and so much positive feedback that when somebody says something hateful, I'm like, you're ridiculous. You're standing in the, in the, in the circle all by yourself while there's thousands of people over here, you know, and, and I did have one girl who me a little bit not too long ago who just was like relentless and I just was like you know finally I just was like clear I said back to her after she just wouldn't stop I was like you know it sounds like brownies are really just not for you so you know feel free to move on and she was just like well you know I'm right like there are never uh 6 people liked my comments so clearly I'm not the only one and I think there was like 200,000 likes on the video or two, I don't know, it was something crazy, like 450,000 or something. I was just like, I was like, well, 100,000 people liked my video. So your 6,000 people doesn't matter, like whatever. <laughs> so for me, it just, it doesn't really bother me that much unless somebody gets 
won't stop. And then they're harassing other customers that are commenting. That bugs me because I just, or if I post something that's a before and after of a customer who gave me permission to share, if somebody's really hateful towards them, then that makes me mad because I'm like, hey, you don't treat other people like that. You can say it to me. I don't care. You're not going to say that to my customers, you know? So I that bugs me. But the, the only place where it can get a little bit brutal is on our ads. For whatever reason, it's like ads are where you get, and that's more like Instagram and Facebook. You get the worst I'm, and, and more negative on the ads than on anything else because you are talking to a ton of people who've never heard about brownies. And quite frankly, I mean, how many times have you ever commented on an ad? Normal, nice people don't usually comment on ads. You just see them. And then if you're interested, you click on it. So almost anyone commenting on our ads and there's thousands of comments, they are so awful. And you know, if you come to the Instagram account, you know, this is a, this is a real person. That girl in the video is the person selling this product. It is her family. When people see our ads, they don't know that. And they don't know about brownies. And they're just like that model in the ad, you know, and they make a comment and then I'll reply back and like, Hey, it's me. I am that girl. <laughs> like, you know, um, and those people are the most hateful and the most brutal. And it's, they also say like, you know, there's ad policies, like you're not allowed to post according to Facebook ad policy, you're not allowed to post before and afters in an ad. And so if you try to, a lot of times you'll get flagged and your ad will be taken down. So we don't have that in our ads. So I might be talking in my ad and people are like, this is ridiculous. If they actually worked, where's your before picture? And we reply, we're like, according to Facebook ad policy, we're not allowed to. But if you go look on our Instagram, you will see thousands of before and after pictures from all kinds of people. And so it's one of those things, it's like those comments get a little brutal, but I have, my husband also works for Frownies and I mostly have him look at all of those and it gets him down. Like he can be like, I need something positive because you're just replying to so many awful people all day. Um, but for the most part, like I'm confident and I believe in Frownies. I know that my skin is great. And I didn't used to have good skin. So I know, and I'm proud of that. And so when somebody says something lame, I'm like, no, that's not true. <laughs> Sorry. You know, and I know too, if you have time to waste saying something hateful to someone, your life probably isn't going so good, you know? So it's just, you have to keep perspective that really there's so many more positive people. Yeah, 100%. Thank you for sharing that. Thanks for getting vulnerable. I know it's not easy to talk about like hateful comments you get and how you deal with that. So I appreciate you. So mm -hmm. we're wrapping up the interview. I know we've gone over a little bit. Any last pieces of advice, anything else you want to share with my listeners? Um, and are your listeners primarily like people in business looking at how to do better, better marketing? Okay. My biggest piece of advice, and this might seem funny, but when you, whether you're the one replying to your direct messages and comments or someone else's, particularly direct messages, use the voice message feature. That is my biggest piece of advice ever. I cannot tell you what a huge difference it's made for our business. Not only does it allow you to give more explanation than you'd probably be able to type, um, it feels so personal. Uh, it will help you not feel burnt out. If you're answering messages all day and just typing, 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 it gets exhausting. 
but I can voice message long and I almost get more excited. I get more passionate about my product. It's good practice for my videos for content because I'm talking it out so many times. So when I push go on a, on a video, I'm, I'm more prepared. So not only is it going to help you, but it also connects you to your customers in such an extreme way. It's funny because there's a particular brand that I share about all the time that I love. I am obsessed with their product. Talk about it all the time. I tag them in videos all the time. I have had so many people buy their stuff because I talk about it. And the responses are like, thanks for sharing just in text, right? Or uh, we're glad you love our products. And I mean, they can see in that message thread, I'm like their biggest fan. And it, I now, because I do what I do, I'm like, wow. Like I feel zero personal connection to them at all. I love their stuff, but I feel zero personal connection. I'm on, honestly kind of not a fan of the brand because I don't feel like they're sending back the same care. I don't need a discount. I don't need a kickback. I don't care about that. But if they would get on voicemail and just once say so much, we are just blown away by how often you talk about our products. And I talk about them on Frowny's page too, not just my personal. So I'm like another business with hundreds of thousands of followers shouting you out many times over and telling my whole audience to go get your stuff. If you just would say, wow, like we really appreciate it. A voice just changes the game. And also if somebody's mad and you voice message back, them, they become a fan. They're like, wow, I really appreciate you taking the time. That just speaks volumes. I can't tell you how many messages we get a day of people saying, I love these products, but I don't care. I will use your products forever, no matter what, because I love your brand. I love your customer service. I can't believe you voice message to me. Like if you want to blow people away and make them like your fan favorite forever, voice message because like I said not only makes it more fun for you it will change your business completely that is a great piece of advice I love the tools that Instagram gives us to communicate with other people I mean the voice memo tool is great we even send video messages from time to time yes. face to cam yes. and those go such a long way thank you oh, so much absolutely. for that out. It was great chatting with you. I know my audience is going to just love this episode. There were so many gold nuggets. I'm going to link in the show notes, your website, so people can go and purchase and then your Instagram as well. But if you guys have any questions about brownies, feel free to reach out to me or reach out to Helen at brownie. She will voice memo you back. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for joining us, Helen. Thank you so much. Have a great day.